John Wilkerson. Uh, now we're actually recording, so we'll just pick up where we left off. We're talking about uh, Storage Coin and the difference between uh, storage and like storage labs. You're, so, you're kind of talking so about that. So you named it confusingly because yeah. uh, storage and storage labs are two totally different things. That I would like to point out that's very Satoshi of you because <laughs> he did name Bitcoin and Bitcoin the same exact thing. And right? Bi and yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> this is the capital B so, and a lowercase b. So yeah, you, you're stepping in well-worn footsteps here. Yeah. <laughs> so is storage capital S or lowercase s? Oh, very um, good. These are the questions. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, wait, wait. Hold on. Store J. That's something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, to kind of break it down for the users, a lot of people get confused. Um, they're like, well, you know, you have this company, so like storage isn't decentralized. But there's, there's really two things that we're talking about when you talk about storage. We talk about storage, which is the decentralized, open, open source network, and then we have storage labs, which is almost like a service provider, a SaaS service on top of the decentralized network, meant to abstract all the hard parts. So at the end of the day, when you want to go store some data, you don't want to worry about, okay, let me sign up for a Coinbase account to buy some Bitcoins and let me transfer from Bitcoins to storage coins. And like, that's too much work. We just want people to say, sign up for account, you you, you know, store card. some data, exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get the data out. And that makes it easy to you. But at the end of the day, all those tools that we're using are all open source and all free software for people to use on the network directly. This requires a few more extra steps. So one mis misconception I had when getting into storage, because I thought it was a really cool project when mm -hmm. I, I think I met you in like 2014? Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, sounds about right. Anyways, you... I remember seeing you at the 2013 conference. Oh, in yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, it's funny, real quick. I met you at a, at a Big Data Data Stacks uh, conference. We're, we're talking about Cassandra. And, oh, yeah. And uh, that's actually how I first met My girlfriend met you. took me to that one. That, yeah. that was a fun one. It's um, funny. I keep on running to people from that conference. Yeah, that was uh, uh, <laughs> that was interesting. But um, anyways, what was I going to say? Uh, micro Microtransactions. So when I first learned about storage, I, I call it storage, sorry. I, I've, I've already just ingrained <laughs> in my head as storage. Um, I, I was really under the impression that microtransactions was the way everything was going to work, like, right away mm -hmm. and i was i was thinking that you're going to pay the farmers directly mm -hmm. not it necessarily kind of going through like storage labs paying out um at the end of the month so can you talk a little bit about is was that a correct misconception or is that you know you're just saying that you're going to go towards the micro transactions uh that's like version two maybe or yeah can you talk so about that? you know our, our thought and we have in the white paper is that you know to be able to have thousands and thousands and you know tens of thousands we're, we're up to ten thousand uh, individual devices on the network um that are running out their hard drive space to be able to do that at scale you can't you have to use some kind of micro payment system um, one, it eliminates some of the um, issues with security and trust. And number two is just to be able to support, you know, the high level of transactions that you need for a network like this, you need micro payments. Um, but what we kind of focus on is like, okay, what is the MVP? What, you know, allows us to pay people now and make it work? And that is, you know, adding it up yeah, at the end of the batch month. Processing. Right, batch processing and sending it out. Yeah. And then taking that and cutting that down over time to 
you know, weeks to days to hours what would you to say you know right instantaneous. Now your, your transaction fees are total on like Counterparty, like for a month for all of your transactions. Yeah, can out. you talk about how you group transactions into one like? Yeah, so whatever. if. If oh god, if we sent individual transactions, <laughs> we'd be we'd Very be out of expensive. business yeah. quite quickly. If you look at the Bitcoin transaction fees going to the moon, um, <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> that's I'm not sure want. that's what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> not an exciting thing. Oh, so basically, okay. what we can do Sorry, is guys. is we can batch a, a bunch of transactions together and send them as one. And so you just have to pay one transaction fee, but you can pay like a hundred people in that one go. Um, but we have uh, the developer uh, Fabian, who's uh, in, in uh, uh, Germany, that's working on a micropayment system. He's got it working. Uh, well, before we go there, before yeah. we go there, how does that work already? So basically, with, with the with batching and stuff. So, oh, so you want you want me to explain a little no, bit more? I, I would love to. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So, I would so love our, to our our step one process that we're using to pay out. Um, you know, thousands of users for the about 1.3 petabytes of information, 1,300 terabytes of information, is just we take all the data from the month, see how much you've stored and you've transferred for other users, and we add that up and say, you know, here's how much we we saw from you, and I here's how much you're you're owed, got it. and then we put that out to the community, so the community can say, you know. There might be a mistake here. We don't like this algorithm this way. And once the community has pro uh, approved it, then oh, we can okay, pay it. Okay, so here's, so here's my follow-up question. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you're going to have like a one input, many output transaction. Right. Okay, right. so you're still paying... Uh, so, you're, so you're still paying like a byte Satoshi fee. Right, right, right. right. Okay. But we can get... A lot of people in one transaction. But it's a lot. It's a lot more scalable. But you still have to pay. Like, what's your typical monthly fee look like as far as that transaction? Now that the the fee's going up. Um. Uh. I. I. I can't remember, but it's it's probably somewhere. You can denominate like a hundred to two hundred dollars or something like that okay. per per send out. See, this is yeah. like the, the stuff that. That's on my check. I yeah. think it might be more than that. Uh, so, okay. Sure. So uh, yeah. So so that's the current solution which yeah. you're operating now. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about the micro, micro yeah, transaction. Exactly. Yeah. Work, if you could talk about. So so basically Lightning. the oh. the you know moving towards micro payments where you're sharing your hard drive space and you're getting paid instantaneously. Like as a stream. Right. Right. For for um, what you're storing and what you're transferring, um, and it, it works. You know, to try to explain it more simply, it works, you know, almost like a, a bar tab, right? As you put down, you know, a hundred bucks and you want this drink, this drink, this drink, and then, you, you know, close out. Um, so it allows you to do, you know, on, on this scale, you know, thousands and thousands of transactions, um, uh, but you just close it out as one. And oh. so that makes it very scalable versus if you're trying to do individual transactions and make well, it very great. Different. But how did you accomplish that without paying a crap ton of fees? Also, the way it works is you only have to have a transaction to start this channel so and to end channel. it. It's right, a it's a payment channel. channel. Okay. Um, so you only have to pay two fees, but you can do pretty much a limited amount of transactions. So is, this, is this Bitcoin or Counterparty? That so it's it's using Counterparty, which uses Bitcoin. So right. Kind of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so so it's over the Counterparty protocol. protocol so yeah. I I want to know so. I remember very distinctly, so there's no way you can deny this. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. <laughs> the, 
one of the reasons, and there's probably a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons you said that we're going to use storage coin instead of Bitcoin mm. was because that the the payments or whatever, and maybe that that time you're talking about micro payments, mm -hmm. we're going to be less than a Satoshi. Correct. So hey, if you look at that. one of our, our blog posts, it breaks it down, and that's when the price was only like two fifty. Um, basically, when you're talking about transferring data, I, I, you're you know you're storing a cat picture for me, and I, I want it back, and that's only you know a megabyte or two of information. Ends uh, turns out that that transfer and that storing data over time. Um, those payments can be less than a Satoshi. And so it's very difficult to be able to build out you know, this decentralized storage network and do micropayments if you're, the unit you're actually using, the, 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 you know, something like Bitcoin, is not divisible enough to actually represent what I'm transferring. But, but wouldn't that only be like if Bitcoin really goes like to a million dollars or no, to like no. 10,000? as if it was Bitcoin was at like $250, it was still less than a Satoshi. And it was still not divisible enough? Satoshi, yeah. That's interesting. And I, I don't okay. think the, the Bitcoin developers are going to go so, add more decimal places. So just maybe, so storage can transfer some future. data. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> can't even get the block well. size debate figured out. Do you think we're going to actually go add extra zeros Yeah, uh, it's for not one use case? Well, uh, I mean, you have depends a, on if we're on the moon or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you have any specific questions? Uh, he, well, yeah, uh, we, we, we got like a to, lot of info from John earlier. I would like to ask earlier. about just like the, the basic background because, you know, I've seen storage for years. I've seen mm -hmm. several of your presentations. Yeah. So I'd like to talk because I know this was uh, this was spawned in a hackathon, right? Mm -hmm. what, what hackathon was that? So this was at, oh, God, this is Texas Bitcoin Hackathon in March of 2014. Is when we first publicly announced this and, project. Because you were the first one of these I've ever heard of. And as far as I know, you originated the idea mm -hmm. of, of Stripe storage, uh, basically you know, encrypted and striped across mm -hmm. the network with a token and encrypted. You know, encrypted. Um, so so what, what spawned the idea? Where'd you get it? How'd it come, come about? Um, so it really came from me as a developer wanting to store a bunch of data. Oh, really? So and, it, uh, yeah. So and necessity is the mother of invention. Exactly. And I was looking like these are the providers like Amazon S3, which stores you know majority of the world's for, for, data. For a single individual. Yeah. yeah it, like, it just oh, it was like 30x over the cost, and um, it just didn't Especially make sense back then. It was, yeah. it was more expensive, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was just thinking like. This was around, you know, 2013, 2014. I was like, wait a minute, like Bitcoin is, you know, several order to, uh, you know, combine the top 500 supercomputers, um, and you know, Bitcoin was several orders of magnitude larger than them. So I was like, you know, that's a that perfect example of like how to build like a distributed uh, network of incentivized computing resources. But I do that with like just storage. Uh, so I thought like. You know, hey, there's you know those two ideas go to together really well. Cool. So it's part I, of like this is a really cool technology, but this can be applied to a problem that I have and I want to solve for myself. Now I know storage is your baby, and I know you've been working pretty much nonstop on it for the last three years straight. But is there any other avenue you're looking at taking? Any other ideas that have sparked in your brain that you want to think about maybe tackling one day? Well, so uh, one of the things that uh, I was working on is. Um, 
essentially blockchain receipts and being able to notarize uh, data in the Bitcoin like Tyrion. blockchain. Like Tyrion. Tyrion yeah. So this actually came out of um, some work that I was uh, uh, doing uh, with Factum. And I thought, you know, maybe there's a little bit easier way to do that, um, a little more simpler way to do that. So I ended up um, working with uh, Wayne Bonner, on, Tyrion on, 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 on a scale Chainpoint. on a scale of one to Wayne Chain. How much do you like uh, Tyrion? Uh, maximum. Okay. <laughs> Wayne mode, Chain. Yeah. To uh, Wayne Chain. So yeah, so I uh, ended up working on on Chainpoint uh, with Wayne, um, and that you know sp he spun that up into a business called Tyrion. Um, so that's something that awesome. uh, kind of. Did not know you were involved in that. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, so it's it, originally called. It was a. You can go look at my GitHub. Uh, originally called HashServe, and then it kind of boiled down into standard called Chainpoint, and then Wayne kind of took it from there and boiled that up into Tyrion. That's so cool. uh, he he took that 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 baby forward for me, uh, and you know I'm just mostly focused on storage. Here. Yeah, man, that's no. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. I almost want to since we have Sean. I mean. We, we, we kind of beat uh, storage up, like I said earlier, with John uh, as far as questions. And I, I, I want to know a little bit, what do you think about stuff like Ethereum? It's cool stuff. <laughs> so you, you have a relation with Vitalik, right? Yeah. Like you, you know Vitalik. I've, been, and I've known him since, I guess, 20, 20, 20 years. 14. No, no. In the, in the crib. <laughs> well, I mean, back yeah. in the day, he was yeah. a reporter for Bitcoin Magazine, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, I remember him as that. Yeah. So, so, so real quick, he helped you do some stuff with storage? Yeah. So um, a lot of the, when we were writing the, the white paper, um, Vitalik, help with a lot of the uh, math and statistics um, so he's he's definitely uh, really good with math and statistics so he, he, he helped us uh, break down some of the statistical functions on uh, redundancy and data loss so I really thank him for that uh, he's, he's, he's way better at that uh, than me all right so now let's talk crap about ethereum <laughs> I'm just kidding there might not be crap that you have uh, what do you think about proof of stake idea purely POS? Oh yeah, we've actually talked about this. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. I, I uh, one of the first coins that I was involved with uh, is PureCoin, which was the first group uh, stake coin. Yeah. Uh, I still actually run, run the website um, for that. Really? So, yeah. Um, Wait, you run the you run PureCoin's website still? Yeah. Oh. So so yeah. What are and your Prime thoughts? Coin too. What are your thoughts on proof of stake in general? I mean, do you think it's a sustainable methodology for decentralization? I think, I think it's interesting. I think a lot of people have opinions on on proof of stake and what's yours? The the benefits and detriments of it. Only um, one man's matters. <laughs> I, I prefer hybrid models. I, I, I like mixing um, oh proof the hybrid yeah and proof of work. Because Those you end up getting, yeah, you get you end up getting the the, the benefits of both and the detriments of none. So I, I I like those kinds of models. Well, what about um, a pure proof of stake as as like Ethereum is trying to get to? Um, I I, I think it's definitely interesting. Um, I, I, at this point, you know, a lot of these this, this technologies is is pretty experimental, and people are, are trying a bunch I'll of new say. things. So. Um, uh, one thing that I, I do like about proof of stake um, is, is that it d definitely tends to be a little bit more scalable on the transaction side than, than proof of work, um, and that's one thing that's that's definitely an issue right now. So anything towards that that goal is definitely definitely good. Uh, but there's there's other people who have 
you know, other technical issues with proof of stake. But um, I definitely think it, it is a good direction um, in some cases. Some of the other detriments, you know, there's there's a million. Yeah, uh, well, I guess you know, we'll see. I guess yeah. we'll see, right? It's it's a trade off, right? Yeah, it's a trade off. You can't have everything, right? All right, so question about this hybrid model that you like. Wh who's doing it well, if anyone? And also, does it still suffer from issues such as stake grinding and nothing at stake, even though you're doing a hybrid model? Uh, I, I think um, for, for the hybrid model, um, you have less of an issues with something like nothing at stake. Um, it's, it's balanced off by, by doing proof of work. Um, to be clear, for, for our model, I like... Um, using a uh, an asset model or a token model uh, that doesn't require anything like mining. Um, so, for example, you know we use Counterparty, which is this extra metadata on a Bitcoin transaction. So we don't have to worry about mining or you know nothing at stake or all these other issues. We just move the token, you know, send the token, receive the token, uh, and we just piggyback off the Bitcoin blockchain. So. Um, I think for a lot of people using platforms that just kind of take care of that for you and you don't have to worry about that problem with the like the big boys like Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, worry about the different models that they want to use for, for consensus. Uh, I forgot to ask you earlier, when you make a, when you make your month in uh, settlement with everybody, are you sending is that like a counterparty transaction specifically or is that very similar to a Bitcoin transaction as far so as the input a and all that transaction because we're sending out storage coins. Now so. is now good. Okay. So now is the size of that transaction similar to what it would have been if it was a Bitcoin transaction? As far as uh, what fees you would pay. Yeah, as far as bytes go. Like are you actually is the is is the amount so your output addresses and input addresses does it take up less room? Uh, through the counterparty transaction versus just doing a normal Bitcoin transaction. That is a good question, and unfortunately, I don't I don't know the answer to that right now. But that's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to a few people and see if figure figure out that out because I don't know because we we use a service uh, essentially that allows you to say here's the balances, here's the addresses, send it out. Oh, well, so. I'm guessing it would be easy to verify if you. If, if you, I guess, if you just yeah, took like if a we, couple, we went back and like looked at yeah, a payout, I, yeah. I think we could we could see what that that is, but I don't know off the top of my head. Um, wrap it up soon, but uh, yeah. go. You have questions? Um, actually, got a hard question. Uh, well, hey, Sean, I think the nonce has been found in this block <laughs> has been uh, filled. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming Thank on you block time. time and where Sean, can right. people find out more about storage and you? They can go to storage.io, that is S-T-O-R-J.io, and uh, download the software and earn some money from their extra hard drive space or store some data uh, securely uh, and encrypt it on, on the network. So. And you're uh, at Super3. Yeah, right? at Super3 on Twitter. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much you, everywhere. Sean, okay, thanks, Sean. Thanks for coming luck, on. Man. Thanks. Yeah. thanks for having me. It's fun. See you.